Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's time for the Great Clips post game show. Great Clips is going to be great. Presented by Telemore Do. Because when it's game time, it's Telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Ha Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, boy. Okay. There we go. That was a game, and there is the finish. And unfortunately, here on the postgame show, it is, I believe it was 41 to 10. I lost track and stopped <laughs> keeping score, quite frankly. That, that's going to leave a mark. I, I don't believe any of the um, any of the kind of expected hope for um, – ability to kind of overcome the issues of the day really worked but uh okay guys let's get an overall take what did you make of that game Olin start us off uh nothing right I mean <laughs> nothing uh, of what we just watched uh, everything you hope for that they would circle the wagons that uh they would come out and, and commit it to playing uh, um, football and, and with details and going after the Kansas City Chiefs and you know uh, Justin Fields would play better. They, he would play more free. He would get off there, get out there and run a little more. And obviously, the can when you announce that you want to do that, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to game plan for that. So they did, and they kept him in the pocket and uh, made him beat them from the pocket. And it was just, it, it was expected, Pat. But 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 it was still really hard to watch. The Chicago Bears, where they are, where they are in their growth, where they are with this roster. Uh, when, when, when Ryan Post comes out and tells you everything is all right, he must walk <laughs> out and say, man, I just lied to everybody. In the media, uh, Pat, we were there when the Bears are going through a certain transition just like this, right, where mm-hmm. we were really bad. We didn't have a lot of talent. And me and you both know better than anybody. That's why we're passionate about it. How long this takes to overcome that, that where you are talent-wise and to start winning games consistently in the NFL. Yeah, it does. And, and to me, Olin, this was the worst nightmare that could happen after a week like they had, right? You know, Poles gets up there, and we can talk about Poles as well because I've got some thoughts about him of being in the Kansas City building and now in the Chicago building and maybe not understanding talent as well as uh, maybe we hope. But, you know, he came up there and talked about, hey, we have some adversity in this building. We understand that. We're going to, you know, we're going to buckle down. We're going to get this right. Well, no, you didn't. Olin, you talked about it. They had receivers. They couldn't line up in the right position still. They had, uh, you know, still penalties. Uh, intercept. Just, It was just the worst nightmare of what you could have after a week of, of all that went wrong with what Justin Fields said in the media, uh, 
Coach Allen Williams, all that stuff. And it's just, it gets me thinking back to when, uh, I guess the year after I retired, 2024, or 2014, excuse me, being on these radio waves, talking about the two-game losing streak they had to uh, the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. And it felt that bad today where it was just, you know, they have no hope. They have no chance. And, and Olin, you're right. I, to me, it's going to take a while to get this thing going because they don't have the talent. That's obvious. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to they're trying to swing at Big Brother there. I don't know if you saw my tweet out there that you know they they just didn't have a chance. But overall, this week, this game, it just couldn't have gone any worse. Yes, um, it's the Great Clips post game show presented by Tullamore Dew, and uh, I don't even know if they make strong enough Tullamore Dew to get you over that one, <laughs> it, guys. It was. It, it was about as lopsided a loss as you're going to see in the NFL. I get it. You know, their they're next up is Denver, and Denver just uh, uh, was beaten by a uh, loud 70 points. I mean, this is mm-hmm. now the Bears' Super Bowl. But you've started the season 0-3. You had all the wacky Wednesday stuff that went on, and you come out of it with this – I always thought it was a little cockamamie, the idea that you were going to use that as some sort of a, uh, a motivation. But, And I don't even know if it was distraction. You were just totally outclassed by a team, beaten in every aspect of the game, including coaching. Yeah, guys. It, it, it look, just, um, go ahead, Pat. I'm take gonna, it, Olin. Take it. No, man, take it. No, go ahead. It, I, you know, it's just – you know, it, it was losing to the Green Bay Packers 38 to 20, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have three double digit losses now. You are a bad football team. You know, I, I know this is their hardest game on their schedule. No, no one's going to argue that. When you, when you looked at it, you didn't expect much out of this. But what you wanted to see, we've been talking about this all the time. We'll repeat ourselves over and over again. You wanted to see Phil's growth. He has no growth at all. Okay, none. So, so. There were whispers all through a training camp and preseason for people who are at practice that, that either the defense is really good or Fields is really, really struggling with the passing game. Now we know which one it was, right? Uh, uh, the defense is not good. The defense is not stopping anybody. They don't rally to the ball. They don't have a pass rush. Over and over again, we say the same thing about the trenches. They're all matching the trenches. They don't have a multiplier. They don't have someone who makes people on a team better. They don't look like they have that on defense either, Pat. They don't really have anybody on defense either who is a multiplier right now, right? And and the defense, man, I mean, I'm glad they come back. I'm glad they're healthy. Eventually, man, let's pop up off the ground. Let's pop up off the ground. Let's get back in the huddle and let's get going. Uh, let's change the standard. Let's change the attitude at Hallis Hall, right? Yep. Let, let's get going. Yeah, and there's other things. A team like this, when you don't have the talent, you've got to do all the right things, all the little things right. They came out after a you know, the change of possession. They get a delay a game. They have a first third down on the, uh, of the uh, second second half. They can't get the receivers lined up right. There's confusion there. You can't have that when you don't have the talent. And that to me is that's coaching. That's also on the players. But that's you know that's that's everybody in the building get it right. And I, I it's just it's aggravating to see that because they know they're not good enough, but they can't get the little things done right. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. You would think that we would uh, be. Uh, speaking to little or no people. I don't know how many people stayed with it, but we got quite a few calls. Uh, let's start with Steve. Steve's in Kansas City. Hi, Steve. Hey, guys. Uh, great show as always. Glad I didn't uh, pay uh, 
any money to go watch this game. Uh, I was really, <laughs> really excited about the uh, before the start of the season. I moved here, like I told you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and um, I'm glad I didn't do it. And uh, I was, you know, one of the few people who probably stuck uh, to watch this game because obviously they didn't preempt a beatdown like other markets did. Um, I, I, let, let's get to the, the bottom of this. Uh, Matt Eberflus 100% sealed this fate today. It's not a matter of when, uh, if, I think it's a matter of when. Uh, Ibufus will be fired. I think he shows no leadership skills, no redeeming leadership skills of any kind. What what he dealt with with uh, Alan Williams and his explanations were just a, a bunch of uh, word salads and embarrassment. And it's time for Kevin Warren to step up and act like a team president. You know, I, I understand his job. His job, first and foremost, is to get the stadium, first and foremost. But if the on-field product sucks like we saw today, nobody's going to go to the stadium. And I think his days as a team president, obviously, isn't always about stadium uh, deals, talking to politicians and you know business leaders locally. I think if Warren is smart, he should be allowed to clean houses, and that includes Ryan Poles. I think he, uh, Poles has shown to be... Uh, incompetent, and I think he's showing a lot of youth uh, as a general manager with his uh, decisions to spend money and drafting. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of flaws, Thanks, but I Steve. find it Thanks, to be Steve. We appreciate it. And, and Ryan Poles, mm-hmm. by the way, 38 years old on Wednesday while everything was going on around him. Not a great day to celebrate. <laughs> I, are you buying that, guys? I mean, the Bears, one of the only teams in NFL history that have never fired a coach in season it's hard for me to imagine them doing that at this point of the year, three games in. Olin? Uh, I, Mike, well, I got a couple questions. What's the contract length of Eberflus and Ryan Poles? They've never you know what I mean? clarified what exactly. their contract lengths exactly. are. But, yeah, you're thinking it's probably, you know, it can't, it's got to be four years. Yeah. But it might be more. Who knows? But, again, all right, how much power are you going to give Kevin Warren? Do we know what the McCassies are giving him? And then also, he, they've talked about he's got this time to evaluate everybody and everybody in the building. Yep. Well, right now, nobody's showing out. So everybody is failing at their job. Uh, it will be interesting to see what kind of power he has, because that's going to cost a lot of money. You've got a lot of higher-ups yep. all throughout the organization that maybe have a longer contract as well. That is he allowed to do that? Is he allowed to make an entire culture change from you know, the left side of the upper building to the right side of the upper building? I'm talking from management to you know, decision makers with football ideas. So I, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out if this, this season continues to go as poorly as it started. But I hope he has the right to do that. And um, I guess a lot of people right now are kind of showing that they're not good enough at their job. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, we talked earlier. We talked earlier about we hope to see Kevin Warren or somebody else higher up instead of Ryan Pose after everything that happened. Right now, if Coach Eberflus does get let go at any time uh, early on in mid-season or, or beyond, um, th- that to me would be more what just happened with his defensive coordinator than the product on the field, right? Uh, I don't know the whole situation there, but, uh, th- you know, that happened this week. Uh, you know, Justin Fields came out, talked about the coaching. Uh, it, now, now that you play that bad, just everything that happened, and then you put the game out there. Uh, if you're in charge at Hallis Hall, 
You have to get pissed off. But if you're in charge of Hallis Hall, you have to realize that you set the standard every day. Mm-hmm. That you are you you have to set the standard in the building. You have to set the energy in the building, and you have to demand out of people like the caller just talked about. What is the standard when we walk on the field? When I turn the film on, do I see what I want my my, my football team to look like? When they are playing football there against the Kansas City Chiefs, because today uh, when you watch that game, uh, they didn't look capable of much. They didn't look capable of much on offense, and they didn't look capable of much on defense. And it's just as long as they've been losing, it gets really, really hard as we go on here uh, that they go out there after a week like that, after we're national news, after everyone you know uh, is taking shots at the Bears on ESPN. Uh, basically a punchline, uh, me and Pat included, since we are former Bears, right? That yes, we yeah. do get become part of the punchline, sure. and it becomes frustrating, and you want them to get it right because all of a sudden you, you're getting calls. What's wrong with the Chicago Bears, Dolan? Uh, uh, they're pretty embarrassing up there. Man, isn't that place on fire? These are these are texts you get all week, like, like you have something to do with fixing it, and it gets frustrating because you do feel like you're a part of it. You do want them to win. You do want them to get moving in the right direction, but I'll be honest with you. And I've been honest before on the airways and, and took a lot of flack for it. We know what's wrong in that building, and it's the people who are running that building. And until they change how they run that building, they won't change the product on the field. Yep. There, there's an old Joe Gibbs saying, which is, like, you can lose a game in the NFL. It happens. You'll lose a game. You can lose two games because that you can gang up and you can have an injury, whatever. But – Regardless of the situation, if you lose three consecutive games, someone has to go. Something has mm-hmm. to change. You have to figure out a way to change your season. And it's it's. I'm not saying that they got to fire the coach because I don't believe they would. But what move can they make? There. Hey, how many injuries did they have in that game? Right. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Jones went out with a hamstring. That doesn't bode well looking forward and they don't really have a lot left in the secondary at this point um i just don't know how to apply the gibbsism or is it is it just not applicable to this team patrick well what do you think? yeah you kind of think about it that all right one of the moves has already been made and he did it to himself alan williams you know the defense has not been producing he's not been playing well under his leadership well now it's Eberflus's job to to step in and take over and that's not working so then what do you do offensively because they can't score points you know, who, who's the person, Owen, you always talk about it, who's the person behind Getze that you could put in charge and feel comfortable that say, hey, Getze, we're going to let you go, but we're going to put somebody else in charge of Justin Fields in this offense. Is there anybody on this roster you'd feel comfortable that maybe as a young person that could step into his shoes and make a change? You know, I think what you do right now is you keep Eberflus, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. There's some changes that need to be made, especially if you go into Denver next week and, and get embarrassed there and lose there or, or lose to Denver, excuse me. Um, then, then you really got to think about it. But who can step in at those positions to really fill in for the, changing the coordinators? Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's a crazy in week three I know. Uh, of this season, of, with all the hope that this yeah. team had, that this is the conversation that we're having. And it just goes to the fact that uh, uh, this starts, like you have to be clear with people, right? It's like when they say we had no, like we got worried uh, me and Pat did, and, and you too, Molly. We got worried in week one when they started saying we didn't have energy and our focus. Because I tell you what, man, when a team says that to me, they're talking about Monday. They're talking mm-hmm. about Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They're not talking about Sunday. And now you see, however they were preparing, whatever they were doing in March, April, May, June, it didn't work. Yeah. 
that didn't work either, right? The, the whole time they were having this kumbaya session up there that they were all doing fine and we're moving in the right direction. We have a little more talent than last year. And look, they've been hit by the injury bug really, really hard, right? The whole left side of the line is gone. You know, like you look out there, the secondary, we talked about it last week. You're going through your damn roster. Who is that chasing the receiver? Who is that making the tackle? But we talked about this team and the depth that Ryan Poles left it with. And then you hear a play-by-play guy say, the general manager say, well, we're only about 70% there. Well, you look like you're 20. You mm-hmm. look like you're about 20% there right now. And you have a long way to go. All right. You're listening to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. We are going to take a quick timeout, and we will pick apart the rest of this story. The team will get to your phone calls, 312 312- 644-67-67. Maybe we mentioned the play of the game because there was a great play made that had nothing to do with the game. We'll uh, be back talking about all of it. It is, of course, the... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew on the score. Third and goal. Fields rolling out. Looking to make it happen. Can't get there. Inside the five. Fourth and goal coming up. And now Fields. He's a little slow to get up. Taking a shot there. Yeah, take a look here at Cole Komet. He's going to come wide open, and he's going to be just sitting here right in this zone, right in front of him. Just throw it. He's got to settle. Justin Fields needs to throw it. Let's take a look at this hit. Oh, he took a shot. Oh, yeah, they're taking him out. I think he's shaken up here. Oh, man. D 
DJ Moore ran into the huddle and actually grabbed Justin Fields and pulled him out of the huddle. You can see he's a little unsure on his feet. Show. That's the last thing they need. It's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. It is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Telemore Dew, and that was one of the big, great moments in the game, I thought, where DJ Moore got his quarterback off the field. The guy looked like he was out on his feet, and they took him out, and therefore they, they actually – attempted and made a field goal that broke the uh the bear scoreless uh run there and i i think if they had the ball they would have probably tried to go for it so you get a field goal out of it and you you make sure the quarterback is is uh is preserved and congratulations to uh to dj moore i believe he led them in receiving guys he had three catches for 41 yards including (laughs) their only touchdowns You know, that's what we're talking about, Manly, right? When we talked about we understand what Justin Fields does well, it's just not sustainable in the mm-hmm. NFL because yeah. he will take hits like that. The linebacker, like I, I was watching, I think it was the first third down, they went to that three down, and they spied him with the nose guard, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I thought to myself, man, that nose guard looks pretty fast. So, so I looked up his his uh, uh, 40 time. It was a 4-7, right? Like, like wow. nose guards in the NFL, run four seven so that's why you just can't tershawn wharton that's why you can't just uh, say i'm just gonna run the ball with my quarterback Mm -hmm. because he's he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get hurt like you saw there in in the game there and um it's just not sustainable and that's why we keep talking about processing information from the pocket and that was the worry we talked about in the pregame show when he said i just feel like this information is, is taking my my natural ability away and i can't play it all so i just gotta go out there effort and play um, I, I got to be honest, Pat, man, with all the quarterbacks I played with, when they talked like that, they ended up not making it. They ended up not playing good football when they just wanted to end the NFL. I just want to go. I don't want to call the protections. I just want to get out there. I just want to run the offense. I just want to run and gun all day long. Yeah, when I heard that, that's what scared me. Because that position, you've got to know everything. You've got to know your position, mm-hmm. 10 other guys, and you need to pro- take that information. You need to use it all. All the great ones, they take it all. And then they, they, you know, they go out and play, yeah, but they use that information and process it, and they make it look easy. And they get it from pre-snap to post-snap. You know, they, they use that information. That When he said that, that sent up a little red flag for me. And it's funny, you were talking about sustaining, uh, the word sustain. I wrote that down when, on that after that run when he got hit. I'm like, he, you cannot sustain that in the NFL. You can't. That's an interesting stat about that nose guard running a 4 seven forty, and crazy. you're spying him with him. That is amazing. But all I got, I got a story to tell. About the DJ, it's about you, the DJ Moore grabbing Justin Fields and, and pulling him out of the game. I don't know if you remember it, but we're in Seattle in a preseason game. I'm covering a punt. I get just blindsided, launched, and I come to the sideline, and you and I are, like, talking, and you're looking at me, and you're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and you went and grabbed, I think it was Chris Hanks, and you're like, he needs to get out of the game. Something's wrong with him. He's not speaking English. <laughs> and I remember yeah, being walked back my to... reputation. No, <laughs> but it was just interesting when I saw that. I'm like, that's just what a good teammate, because you know what you're supposed to sound like, what you're supposed to look like, and he did the right thing there. And I'm glad he was able to come back in and play. It wasn't serious, but it made me think about that. That I just remember. I can, the thing is, I can still remember talking to you, but I can't remember like putting all my words together and all that kind of stuff. And you grabbed the trainer and said, uh, "You need to get out of the game." Yeah, yeah I mean. That that was being a good teammate by a guy, DJ Moore, we talked about earlier. How are we going to get him open? Are we going to motion? Mm-hmm. we move around? 
How are we going to get the ball to him in the first time? I think the first catch he had was late in the third quarter on a screen. I mean, the, the whole game was just the opposite of what you wanted to see from the Chicago Bears. <laughs> You're looking for anything positive through the whole game, and you got none of it, right? Like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was back there. The, the commentators were talking about the whole game. Greg Olson, uh, he just way too much time. He just sat back there in the pocket. He was never pressured. Uh, guys were open. Uh, um, the offensive line, uh, you know, immediately you can't get be- beat by uh, Mike Dana, I think his name is, when you're doubling Chris Jones. Yeah. You don't want Mike Dana running over your right guard. It's just not good. Like you talked about, Pat, they had confusion on silent count. That's why they had mm-hmm. delay a game. They had confusion on who was going to tell Lucas Patrick to snap the ball. I'm run- wondering why Carter, last week we wondered this, why is Carter doing the silent count when you got Cody White here on the left side of the line? The rookie right guard, I mean, the second-year right Second-year right guard uh, there for the seventh-round pick to just be in his stance worried about his job. Why is he doing the silent count? Right, Of course there's going to be confusion. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Our buddy Chris from Evanston was at the game. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm miserable. I mean, I had a great experience. The fans out here in Kansas City are great, but – Sat in the first row of the end zone. I got a Kansas City fans saying, number 10 is open. Why is he throwing it to him? 87 passing yards. You talked all that garbage on Wednesday. You blamed everybody but yourself. All I heard was I didn't hear a single eye, a single eye from the leader of the offense, leader of the team. I didn't hear that, and I'm not going to hear it this week, and everybody's going to make excuses for it. I told y'all before I'm tired of the excuses. I watched the game. I'm reading the defense pre-snap and saying what I would audible to and what, what I would go to, and – I got Kansas City fans saying, why is he not seeing that receiver's wide open? So, yeah, get rid of the coach. That's, if that's what y'all want to do, I don't think that's a problem. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of the GM. But, but please take this quarterback with me. I, I, I need y'all to get on there and get rid of Fields now while he has some inkling of value because I have seen nothing in three years, nothing, that says he's worth a damn thing. Michael he, Penix. He, he finished 11 of 22 for 99 yards with a touchdown and an interception, and he carried the ball 11 times for 47 yards. Um, that's not a great uh, a, a great day of production from the offense. Let's put it that way. They did not get it done um, in any way. And, I, and I'm not just blaming the quarterback. I'm saying the offense itself did not produce. Yeah, it's, it's, if you look, go ahead, Pat. If you, it, I mean, if you look at these three games, if you look at these three games, you say, look, I'm making my decisions off these three games and last year. Then, yes, Justin Fields is not your guy, right? He, he is mm-hmm. not seeing the field from the pocket right now. Um, every time you look at the place, like, you know, someone points out the tight end is open right here. Greg Olson, who never takes his eyes off the tight end, uh, knew that he was open there in the end zone. So uh, we go through this every game. Pat, every game we're going through this now, and we're going to continue to see it, especially we talked about. This is a hard place to play against Spagnolo, right? Spagnolo, the defense corner for the Chiefs. Uh, that, that guy is very, very good. This defense playing is at a high level right now. They got Chris Jones back. You knew this was going to be a tough challenge. That is not the problem. The problem is this offense is not getting better, and more importantly and critically, the quarterback is playing worse football than he was last year. 
Yeah, yeah, I think what's happening, too, is we're finding the answer. This year, we went into this season wanting to know what Justin Fields was. Is he the future? Do we invest in him? Do we build the team around him? And so far, that stat line you read there, Mully, it's disgusting, right? And we've seen too many of those, read too many of those, watched too many of those, and they're not getting better. And, Olin, you talked about a quarterback being a multiplier. That's kind of a player that can overcome adversity, can overcome bad coaching, can overcome poor blocking. He's not doing that either. And that just tells me that it's proving to me these last two and a half years that, that, that he's not the one and he's trending in that direction. But maybe that helps the Bears in the long run realize that, you know, we're not going to stick with him. We got to move on and we got to do another rebuild, which is what you hate to hear, with another maybe drafted quarterback early in the, early in the NFL, in the draft. All right, let's try Joe. He's in Montana for a second. I thought it was Joe Montana, but this is Joe in Montana. Hi, Joe. <laughs> I wish I was Joe Montana, man. That might be the only person who could save the franchise at this point. <laughs> but anyways, um, good to hear from you guys. Um, I've been a long-time listener of the show for almost 20 years, and I have some of my earliest memories from around, like, five years old were listening to you guys on the way home. So. Just want to say um, it's uh, great to be here, and I love what you guys do. So I've got a lot of things to say just about this whole situation going on, but I wanted really to ask you guys a question because I want to hear your opinions about this. So in these previous years, especially like these past 20 years, maybe not 20 years, but if we're looking at recent Bears teams, I think one thing that strikes me as more concerning is that – what am I trying to say here? You wanted to talk about ownership. Don't right? worry, it's been a tough day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But um, I guess at the end of the day, it's – what upsets me the most is, obviously, this is the year we wanted to see Justin Fields take a huge leap, Right. And when, when the Bears drafted Justin, I was ecstatic because this felt completely different than any other quarterback we've had. And I thought for sure, especially after last season, watching all the crazy stuff that Justin can do with his legs and seeing at times improved passing efficiency, I thought this was the quarterback that this organization could not up, screw up. But granted, I know it's year two of a very long rebuild. And Justin, he's still pretty green relatively. But in his third year, this is eerily similar to the same discourse that we had with Mitchell Trubisky. That year three, he did not rise to the occasion. And that's not to say Justin is a bad football player, but I am more concerned about the establishment around him. What keeps leading to these quarterbacks underachieving? And I guess I am just as confused as, everyone else's and I know we all want answers so I'm curious about how much of this you would put on ownership or who do you think is mainly to blame here well I guess if we're okay. pointing fingers. well I mean guys let's face it like the Bears haven't mm. covered themselves in glory with their hires they've gone of late with sort of young um, unproven executives you know mm -hmm. uh, we just watched a guy for Kansas City that was available when they took Trubisky. I mean, I know we don't bring that up, and it's it's a tired subject, and there's no need to talk about it. But, you know, you miss on one like that, it's going to leave a mark. And that, of mm -hmm. course, was pace, and they let him 
have another bite at the apple, and, and he brought in Justin Fields. And I don't know where we're at with, uh, with whether it's to do with it, whether the hires have been terrible or whether the, the, the way things are set up have been pretty bad. I, I, I think we've all kind of been through the, the meat grinder with this team. And when you look under the hood, you know that engine isn't very good and this car isn't going to go very fast. When you visit the sausage factory, you're <laughs> shocked at how they actually make that meat, for God's sake. <laughs> Well, he, he brought up Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> it's just bad, man. He brought up Mitch Trubisky, and my question is, you know, did the Bears not develop him, or was he just not that good? You know, if he was that good and went to Pittsburgh, you think that organization would yep. figure him out and, and make it right, and he's not doing anything there. He's sitting behind Kenny Pickett. So is that a is that a indictment on the coaching staff, or is that an indictment on Ryan Pace making that pick over Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson? And that, could that be the same thing with Justin Fields, that maybe he's just not that good, that maybe the coaches – you know, can't help him, can't fix him. Maybe he just is what he is. And I think we're, we're starting to see that with him in the pocket. Yeah, you, you let a guy pick two quarterbacks and two head coaches, and here we are, right? But yeah. um, to the guy's point is, is it is it ownership? Is it is it the coaches? Is it the general manager? Um, it just is nothing's working right now, right? And has it for a while. And, and it's kind of interesting to go back, Pat, and look at our time there. Uh, we lost, you know, I was thinking about what's the worst game I lost was 49 to 7 against four, the San Francisco 49ers in 2003, right? Cordell Stewart mm-hmm. was that quarterback. But even more interesting than that, Pat, is in nine, you know, 90, starting from 98, we were 4 and 12, 6 and 10, 5 and 11, 13 and 3, 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 5 and 11. Then we finally had our first two winning seasons in year 8 and 9, mm-hmm. right? 11 and 5. And then in 2006, when we went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And if you just take a look at how long. It took for us to learn how to win, how long it took guys like Brian Erlacher, Mike Brown to develop, and us to learn the game. And, and is this where the Chicago Bears are? Is this where they are as a team? Because right? if you look at Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, he has two offensive linemen who are in year, like 10 years plus, right? They have guys there that know how to win. Uh, when you look at the Bears' locker room, when we talk about would they rally together? Would they rally together after the week they just had? Well, who was going to rally them in that locker room? Who was going to get them moving in the right direction and say, look, guys, just concentrate on the details of the game. Just concentrate on the damn silent count. Just line up where you're supposed to line up. Block the guy you're supposed to block. It's really not that hard. Don't worry about all the nonsense that goes on in this building on a daily basis. And that's when you got really worried, right, Pat? That's when you got really worried when you took a look at that roster and thought to yourself, who was going to get them moving in the right direction? Because, like, you know, when you were one of the older players, you had to do a lot of work in that building to get the building moving in the right direction. Yeah, and, and there's a different way to do work as well. Like, you were, you were the vocal guy out loud. Some guy's got to be silent, pulling guys into the, to the film room and doing a little extra work here and there, or just making sure they're, they're staying on themselves or staying, you know, on top of everything. But, yeah, I just don't know who that is. And you would hope it would be Justin Fields. That's what you would hope. Mm-hmm. You would hope he would be the voice and say the right things, and he didn't last week. But you're hoping your quarterback, who you're hoping is the franchise quarterback, is that one. All right, we got to take a quick timeout. You're listening to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. We will uh, we'll be back right away here on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.